This is the Good News Station, WCNO, Palm City. This is Kenneth Hagan of Faith Seminar of the Air. I learned something from P.C. Nelson that I've never forgotten. He said the time will come when you'll need faith either for yourself or for some member of your family. And if you haven't kept your faith strong, you'll be at a disadvantage. That's why I encourage you to listen to Faith Seminar of the Air every Monday through Friday on this station, and it will help keep your faith strong. Faith Seminar of the Air, heard at 7.15 a.m. daily on WCNO. Grace Women's Healthcare, a Christian-based OBGYN practice serving St. Lucie County for five years, strives to provide excellent OBGYN care to women in a supportive environment. Board certified Dr. Carl Zollicoffer, along with nurse practitioner Denise Joseph, are available to serve you at 772-429-3400. Grace Women's Healthcare, a corporate underwriter of WCNO, available at 772-429-3400. Good morning. I'm Pastor Bob Tarbus, your host for the Revealing Truth radio broadcast. I want to invite you to listen in today as Pastor Jason Baumgartner takes us on a journey through God's Word that will reveal truths for our lives. John 8.32 says, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Grab a pen and take some notes, and let the Holy Spirit reveal the Father's heart to you. It's interesting to me that the heart of the Father is to cover us and to protect us, but we in our good Christian nature are always trying to expose each other. Wag our finger. You did that. But the heart of the Father is, come here. Let me cover you. Let me put my robe on you so that nobody sees your mess anymore. When they see you, I want them to see me. No matter what you've done. No matter what you've been through. Hmm? So that when they see us, they just see the king's garments. They see the king's wardrobe on us. Come on, somebody. How many know when you're wearing the king's clothes, people recognize that you're an heir to the king? Yeah. When you've got a seal on you, people recognize that you, that you belong to his family. People recognize that you are qualified for anything in the kingdom. Doesn't matter what you've done, you're qualified for anything in the kingdom. You got the king's garments on, amen? You're wearing the royal robes of the king. You've been marked as part of his family. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, I come to tell somebody this morning that you are clothed in royal robes of the king, and they are called the robes of righteousness. Not your righteousness, His righteousness. You have been clothed in the righteousness of God because of Christ Jesus. Come on, that's a good place to shout right there. The New Testament says it this way in Colossians chapter 3, verse 1. It says, since we are risen with Christ, then seek those things that are above and not beneath. Set your affections on things above. Somebody say affections. What does that mean? Affections. That means the things that affect you. That's exactly what it means. Affections. It means the things that affect you. Isn't that deep? Boy, that's a deep revelation, isn't it? Affections. Things that affect you. It's the things in the soulless realm that affect our lives. He said, set them on Christ above. Set them on Christ. 
Then he goes on in verse 5 and he says this. Watch this. You got dirty clothes on. And he says this. Put off. Somebody shout, put off. Put off. Some of you need to quit wearing that stuff. Take it off. Get it off. You need to take what you've been wearing. Quit wearing that stuff. Come on, just quit wearing it. Say, I got to quit wearing some of this stuff. Hmm? There comes a time in my life where certain things don't fit me anymore. I know that. I've been losing some weight. I got some pants that are 4850s. They don't fit me anymore. Praise God. Huh? That was 12 inches ago. Hallelujah. I quit wearing them because they don't fit me anymore. Sometimes you got to quit wearing some stuff that just don't fit you more. Say, that don't fit me no more. That used to fit me, but it don't fit me anymore. So I can't wear it. i got to put it off. I ain't going to wear that no more. There comes a time when it don't fit you. Some of you, when you were in the world and you were strutting around and all your cool stuff and you were being all cool and bad, man, I feel good in this sin. Uh, I feel great in this sin. I feel good in life. you got to lose some of them attitudes. you got to put them off. You got to change the way you think. Amen. How I many know there comes a time in your life when you got to grow up in Jesus and you don't feel so good there anymore and you don't feel so good living in that thing anymore and you got to put it off. You can't keep wearing that stuff. Amen. Come on. Somebody say, I got to put it off. Some of us got to put some bad attitudes off and some grouchy attitudes and some bitterness, some resentment. Got to put it. I don't fit you no more. Don't do nothing but bring you down. Amen. And here's not, here's not what he just said. He didn't say you only have to put it off. Here's the part we get in trouble. You ready for this? Okay. He says we've got to put on yeah. the Lord Jesus Christ. We've got to put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Look at your neighbor and say, get dressed. Get dressed. Hmm. Don't you be walking around here naked. <laughs> don't do that. If you're going to take off those things that don't fit no more, put on Jesus. Amen. Huh? Some people take off all their stuff, but then they just want to walk around naked. They want everybody to see all their scars. Look at all my stuff. Look where I've been. Look what I've been through. Oh, it was horrible. It was terrible. No, we don't want to see all that. Put on Jesus. Hallelujah. Huh? Get dressed. Yeah, people come over. You have a little Bible study at your house. People come over to your small group and... You just don't even want them to come because you know if they come there, they're just going to take the whole small group and talk about how horrible it's been. Huh? This going to come in there and reveal all their pain to you and all their problems to you and put it on display for everybody to see. And No, 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 no. Put some clothes on. Put on Jesus. Get dressed. Come on, somebody. Now watch this. There's two words we can get hung up on. He said, put on. You ever, you ever met anybody said, I ain't putting on nothing. Oh, yeah. I ain't putting on, I'm real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just raw. <laughs> I go to truth church, I'm just the truth. I'm going to tell the truth and be the, I don't, I ain't putting on nothing. I ain't fake. You ever met anybody like that? Uh-huh. Huh? <laughs> They're just sort of like, I ain't faking it. I ain't putting on nothing. People going to have to deal with me just the way I am. They're just going to deal with me just the way I am. If they don't like me the way I am. Hmm? Don't matter. I ain't putting on nothing. That's a big fat lie. Huh? You're lying to yourself. Stand in front of the mirror lying to yourself. That ain't true. People put on every day. I know you put on. Huh? Huh? 
You put on Jesus all the time. You take him off all the time, too. We know. Amen. Hmm? You say, that's wrong to be putting on. I don't put on. I'm real. That's wrong. No, it's not. You tell your children to behave when you got company come over. Now, you better behave. <laughs> hmm? Come on now. You go to somebody's house and you tell your kids, you better behave while we're over there at that house. Don't you dare embarrass me. If I ask you to do something, you better do it because I ain't going to be in here chasing you all over this house while you're acting crazy. Hmm? <laughs> you tell little Johnny, you sit over there and be still. All the while, his little mind's going crazy. What can I get into? <laughs> I got to break something. Hmm? But he didn't move. You know why he didn't move? Because he's done put on the behavior that he told him to put on. He put it on, amen? People say, I ain't going to put on. I ain't putting nothing on. I ain't doing that. I just tell it. Oh, this is a good one. I just tell it like it is. Hmm? You ever heard anybody say that? That's not true. You tell it like you want them to hear it. You don't tell it like it is. Because if you told it like it is, you'd admit to all your failure along the way. I mean, your rawness can turn people away from Christ. My Bible says, be clothed with humility. Be clothed with humility. Amen. You know what that means? It means you don't go around beating people over the head with the Bible. Hmm? If you have to look at somebody and say with this spirit and this attitude, WWJD, you jerk. <laughs> How many know <laughs> you ain't helping nobody? Oh, Jesus. Why don't we go around beating people over the head with the Bible? Because we recognize that the atmosphere calls for a certain protocol in our life. Sometimes in your life you might be overconfident or you, or you might not have any confidence at all. You could be either way. So what are you saying, Pastor? Here's what I'm saying. When you're walking through this life, when you're moving through this life, there are things that you don't feel confident about. But you have to put on the Lord Jesus Christ. He's the way maker. And you have to act like and know that he is with you even when you don't feel like it. Huh? It was like I told you a couple weeks ago. You said, well, I don't feel like I'm married. We'll just roll over in the bed and look. Huh? You do a 180. If there's somebody in the bed with you, then you're married. Are you in trouble? Come on now. You've got to live a life of faith like he's going to work everything out for your good, the way it says in Romans 8, 28. Amen? And when it looks like all hell is breaking loose, then you put on Jesus. Somebody say, I've got to put on Jesus. Touch somebody and say, i got to put on Jesus. Number three, and this is the last one, and we're going, we're going to get out of here. I'll get quick. The third thing is he said he had a turban. There was nothing but doo-doo and filth all over his turban. But the high priest's turban that he wore had this on its head. It had written across the front of it, Holy unto the Lord. Holy unto the Lord. His, listen, this is important. His mind was to be Holy. It's easy for our mind not to be holy. Hmm? Somebody can get right up in your face and you can get unholy quick. It, it, it's talking about stinking thinking. He said, you want to get out from your condemnation, you want to get away from your shame and your guilt, change your identity, change your perspective, change your clothes, and thirdly, change your mind. You've got to renew your mind. You've got to change your mind. Romans 6.10 says this. Reckon yourselves to be dead to sin and alive to God. 
Reckon yourselves to be dead to sin and alive to God. What does that mean? Everybody say reckon. Now, that's not a southern term. I know we say that a lot in Florida. Paul was not a southerner. Paul was a Roman citizen and a teacher. He was Jewish. He was not a southerner. He didn't go around saying, well, I reckon. I reckon I'll heal you. I reckon the word of God. That's not what it means. Amen. Reckon comes from the word reconcile. It's like you reconcile your checkbook. It's an accounting term. And he says reckon. It means you add everything up that's going on in your life and you come to a conclusion. Paul said, I reckon yourself to be dead to sin. He said, I don't feel like I'm dead to sin. Well, it don't matter. You have to reconcile it. Amen. You add everything up. You add up the cross, you add up your failures, you add up the blood of Jesus, you add up the water, you add up the Spirit of God, and what's your conclusion? I reckon myself that I am dead to sin and alive to God. And each, listen, each and every one of us, we've got to come to this conclusion on our own. I can't reconcile you, and you can't reconcile me. You have to reckon this for yourself. And I'll tell you what. In my own marriage, I have tried to reconcile Kim. It will not work. And she can't reconcile me. The only way that we can reckon is to reckon our own selves. I can't make her be dead to issues of sin in her life, and she can't make me be dead to issues of sin in my life. I can only do that for myself. Because it's my mind. It ain't her mind. And her mind is her mind. I can't control her mind. I really can't control her. She can't control me. The problem, the most problem in most of the marriages that we have today is we just keep trying to control each other. And trying to reconcile each other. And form each other into the image of what we want the other person to be. 